to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. All right, I'm excited to get you back in here for a second half of this conversation with Derek Carpenter and Paul Ingram. And when I sat down with them a couple of weeks ago, and had this conversation, we uh, talked a lot about the differences between urban church planting and rural church planting and worship leading in those two different contexts, uh, because they've had the opportunity of serving like that. And so they're in Carson City, Nevada, Common Ground Church. And uh, if you missed first part of this conversation, I wish you'd go back and pick it up. It's really amazing listening to these guys talk about some of the differences. But um, we shifted gears in this conversation and started talking about the relationship between Derek and Paul and what it was that caused uh, Paul to want to come and join Derek in ministry. So we're just going to jump right back in where we left off last week. I hope you enjoy. All right, one last question. So a little bit of background on this story. So Derek uh, needed a worship pastor. His wife was doing it. Callie's awesome, but she didn't feel like that was her, uh, what she wanted to do every single Sunday of her life. So um, uh, Derek calls up this guy, Paul, who we're talking to, and says, and doesn't offer him a full-time job, really, but says, hey, come join. <laughs> I don't have really a lot of money, but uh, but hey, we got a cool thing going. So, um, Derek, what did you, how'd you talk Paul into that, other than, you know, God said, Paul, go? Like, what were you, what were you trying to sell? Well, I flashed the money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we know that's not true. Here's money and fame, come here. Here's a hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred bucks. <laughs> hey, hundred bucks is a lot of money to some people, and so Paul must have been in a dark place. <laughs> no, I was in a dark place, but not financially. <laughs> um, it, it was unique. It, it was unique in that, yeah, we did need. Um, we needed a worship leader, but I really wanted more than a worship mm-hmm. leader. Austin, you remember, because I talked to you way yep. back then. Of, yep. I have some serious weaknesses. I'd love to get somebody that compliments me, but we don't have any money. And so, so how can I get somebody who can do worship, also really you know, a good leader and good administration, organization, all these other things, um, and be sold out to the mission? And yeah, so the first conversation I had with Paul um, was actually because of you, Austin. You said, well, I might know mm-hmm. a guy. And uh, I called Paul. He called me back. Uh, I was putting cabinets up in our new rental space for our church building. Um, and uh, he said his first words, I think, were, I don't know why we're talking. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like, so why are we talking? And I said, well, because maybe you should move to Nevada. Something along those lines. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, I had nothing, honestly, I had nothing of value to offer. I was thinking about this a little, Paul and I talked about it the other day. I think, and Paul, you can correct me. I think Paul was drawn to the mission and the leadership slash team dynamic I desired to build. Although we didn't have it fully yet because we didn't have a lot of leadership. We were tiny and small. Um, but I think. I think he was drawn to that dream of what church leadership and team is supposed to be. Paul, why'd you say yes other than the fact that God said go? 
Well, I mean, I didn't even ask God about it yet at that point. I was I just mm. wanted to see what this guy Derek was like to even know how to ask God about it. Yeah. Um and right off the bat, some of the things we've already talked about, but he was super authentic. You know, he talked about how he couldn't answer. Sorry, I didn't answer the phone last time. I was in the pool with my girls and we were, you know, we do this game where we dunk each other and jump off the roof. And I'm like, oh, OK, OK, you know, something crazy that they had been doing. Uh, and then he's talking to me while he's, you know, himself putting cabinets up in the new in the church building. Uh, so I knew that he was in for sure that he was not just um, trying to do a thing or get somebody else to do it for him, that he was sold out to it himself. Uh, And, you know, he was bivocational. Um, So that was another sign that he was giving everything up to, uh, to sell out for the vision. Yeah. Um, So I I think being authentic was a huge piece. Um, And I was in a place where everyone around me was not authentic that, that were leading me. Um, right. A lot of people on the team with me, we were all having the same struggles, but I really felt like an authentic leader that was sold out to the, the mission, whatever it took, was what God wanted next for me. Um, yeah. And it didn't take long at all to talking to Derek to know that that was his heart and that's that's how yeah. he was wired. Um, and so the more we talked, the more obvious, you know, we got into some other things, recent books we'd read or that had informed his planting journey. Um, how he decided he was even going to be a church planter. Some of the journey he'd had on church staffs really mirrored mine. And so that had developed a similar heart of what it would mean to be a, a team together. Yeah. Uh, and so the just the more we talked, the more it was obvious that God had connected us um, because it just perfectly aligned uh, in all those ways. So, you know, I, I came without even a full-time position. Derek wasn't full-time. Right. You had told me they might have enough money in a year. Uh, and Derek and I talked and he wanted me there as soon as possible. So uh, we, you know, we started doing radon underneath houses. Uh, and another thing that, that, you know, will show you uh, how I think Derek's leadership plays out is that when we did have enough money for someone to go full-time, he did that for me first uh, yeah. before himself. <laughs> <laughs> it, man, I just want to say something because this podcast really is uh, meant to help leaders do more with less, okay? And here's, I just, there's three things that just stand out in my mind right now. And I want to just close with these three thoughts because if you want to do more with less, you have to have people to help you, right? Or you have to unleash the, the calling and the vision, the life mission that other people have around you. And, there, and I'm hearing three things that Derek did as a pastor that helped Paul want to be a part of something that didn't even have a full-time job right off the bat. And the first thing is he had already developed a culture that was one that everybody would want to join. Like culture development is so important. The second thing he did was he did work himself. Like you could tell Derek wanted to, he was in it to win it, man. Like he's hanging cabinets. He's like, there was nothing underneath Nothing too low for him to do. And Paul saw that. And the third thing is that he was humble, like all along the way, just demonstrating and living out a sense of humility. Like, I don't deserve this. I don't earn this. Like we started the Bible study just a few minutes ago, right? Like it's a privilege that Derek saw to be able to be a part of ministry. And so Paul's like, of course I want to be a part of that. And I want to say to to you listening out there right now that 
it, develop a great culture in your church and in your praise team and in your uh, your band or your creative arts ministry. Create a great culture and work hardest. You work harder than anybody else. Show people that this you're in this with all of your heart and be humble. Pray every single day that God would make you humble and then live that out. And, and um, I just think you'll gather around yourself great people if you can do those three things because people will want to be a part of that and you can do more with less. Uh, you won't have to have the money to pay uh, every single person that comes around you because they'll want to be a part of that mission so much. So I love this conversation, guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah. It's been really good. Now, Thanks for letting us talk about it. Uh, but real quick, you, you, you kind of just cast me as like this hero. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> He's not going to like that. No, I- no, it's not a hero. You know what, what you are? And I'm not going to let you push back on that. And here's why. Because it's not a hero, because people think of being humble, developing culture, and working hard as hero things. They're just Christian things. All you were doing was being a Christian, and Paul saw that because he clearly, around his life, didn't see people living Christian Christianity out in a you know authentic, real way, and you were. And so, no pushing back. You're a good guy, Derek. <laughs> Believe it. God's working in you. And on pause, I mute you. I mute you because this podcast is over. <laughs> Love you guys, and uh, thanks for uh, listening to this episode of the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. If uh, this has been helpful information for you and intriguing in any way, just hit subscribe and be a part of us every single week. We'll have some more stuff for you next week. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Austin.